0: Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, Andrew Friedman confirmed that the Dodgers will be in the market for starting pitching. We got a couple questions from listeners about Corbin Burns. We'll talk about those trade proposals and we will talk about some of Friedman's other comments about Kike Hernandez, Clayton Kershaw, JD Martinez, and other stuff. That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked On Dodgers.
1: You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching and listening right now Then you can be in every day or just like we are. If this is your first time with us, that guy next to me is Vince Semperio. I am Jeff Snyder. We are your hosts. Vince and I are both, are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box in the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit visit fanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And uh Vince Andrew Friedman talked to the media on Tuesday. Uh, a lot of what he said was mostly, you know, confirming things that we already knew uh and we'll dig into more of what he said in our last segment today but one of the things that he mentioned is that the Dodgers will be in the market for starting pitching which is you know definitely one of the things we already knew uh but he's now confirmed it and and free agency like we talked about yesterday is full steam ahead now and it's not just free agency though there are definitely some pitchers on the free agent market there's uh, Yamamoto and Iminaga from Japan There's Blake Snell and Aaron Nola and Jordan Montgomery and a handful of other decent pitchers. Uh, But there's also the trade market. And uh, we're going to, you know, we'll we'll look at some of those free agents some more. We've talked about some of them already. Uh, But today we're going to look at the trade market, specifically one starting pitcher, because we actually got two different trade proposals from listeners uh, asking about Corbin Burns of the Brewers. And Burns is a guy... You know, he, he's been on top of mind. There was talk last year, last offseason, that the Brewers might trade him. Burns was unhappy with the way his salary arbitration hearing went with the Brewers this past spring. Uh, so there was a little bit of acrimony there. And now we have uh, Brandon Woodruff is out for, for 2024 with injury. Uh, I think it's the whole season, at least most of the season. Uh, I can't remember for sure. Um, But definitely, definitely out for a while. And the Brewers just lost their manager. They currently don't have a manager Uh, They're kind of scrambling there because Craig Council left for a a division rival. Um, And and so it seems like the Brewers might take this opportunity to do a little rebuild. And so uh, I thought, Vince, that we would just talk about these two trade proposals. Uh, And first, we have one from Ismail on Twitter. Uh, He asked, would the Brewers trade Corbin Burns and Christian Yelich to the Dodgers for low prospects? Dodgers take on Yelich's contract, five years, $130-ish million dollars left. Uh, if the Brewers kick in $30 million, Yelich is paid about $20 million a year. I know five years is a lot, but we need a starting pitcher like Burns. $20 million a year isn't horrible for Yelich. And, uh, you know, a lot to unpack there. Uh, but I guess first we could talk about the idea of packaging Burns and Yelich together to kind of off- – for the Brewers to offload Yelich's salary. Um, And then we could talk about what it would take from the Dodgers if that trade did go down. But uh, what do you think of that idea of Burns and Yelich packaged together?
1: Yeah, if it was this point last year, uh, it would probably cost more because you would have a full year, two full years of Burns. But it also might cost you a little bit less because Yelich hadn't been good for two seasons. And then Yelich had a little bit of a revival last year. Nothing... You know, groundbreaking, but he did have an OPS plus a 124, you know, 19 homers, 34 doubles, 28 stolen bases. Like, you know, pretty serviceable guy. Not quite the MVP numbers that he put up back in 2018, 2019, but still pretty serviceable. And if you got them to eat salary for the Yelich that played last year, then that would be a win for sure. But I do think because of the way he played last year, because of the way salaries are going, um, and everything else, I don't think it's as much as low prospects. If you're asking the Brewers to then kick money on top of it, if you're taking so, Yelich full salary plus Burns, you know maybe you can get away with not giving up as much in the prospects. But if you ask him to kick in money, I do think it would cost a little more than someone might think.
0: Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the same page because you know, and, and Yelich he 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 did have a better season, although he's still a shadow of what he was when he won the MVP and then finished second the next year. Um, especially in the power department, he hit 19 home runs last year. He had a four slugging percentage. Like he, it, between 2018 and 2019, his slugging percentage was 631 those two years. And so, I mean, it is much, much less. He had 80 home runs in those two seasons. He is significantly different uh, of a player. And if you look at his, at his percentages, his BABIP was, up a bit. Uh, his BABIP last year was 342, uh, which is the best it's been since those two MVP caliber seasons. Uh, his home run rate uh, is way down, like I said, from those great seasons. His strikeout rate uh, was down from the last couple of years. years. Uh, so there's nothing about Yelich's last year that screams unsustainable, but it is uh, definitely still a step down from MVP caliber Yelich, but like you said, salaries like even 26 million a year that that he's getting for, if you could guarantee the, the 2023 production for Yelich for the next five years, I think any team in baseball would be happy to pay roughly 26 million a year for that production. Uh, Defensively, he's not very good, Um, but you know, he's, uh, he's not getting worse necessarily. He's just still kind of your average noodle armed left fielder with uh, not as much range as you would expect a guy as fast as him to have uh, kind of the, the Juan Pierre type maybe. Um, But ultimately, yeah, I think I agree with you that uh, the Dodgers can't ask for money and make it uh, just lower prospects. I think about the Mookie Betts trade, the Dodgers took on David price uh, to lessen their prospect load but they still had to give up uh, Alex Verdugo and cheater downs and Connor Wong. Uh, it was, you know, Verdugo was a legitimate established major leaguer. Basically. He was the major league replacement for Mookie Betts, plus a couple other prospects. Uh, and so, and that was with the, the Red Sox paying half of price's salary. So, you know, I think that's a little bit of framework. Obviously it's different because, Yellich is better at this point than price was. And Burns is probably not at, quite at the elite level that Mookie was. Um, so, you know, but it, it kind of gives you a little bit of a hint of, you know, what it would have to be. And so without mentioning specific players, this just said low prospects. I do think it would take uh, still a significant haul to get Burns and Yellich.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, it all come down to what the brewers are looking for. They're looking for, players that are close to major league ready like is it one of those where the rebuild will be as quick as 2025 if if they were to trade burns and yelich with Woodruff out new manager like would it be as quick as 2025 or would they be looking more like you know 2027 uh, and that would obviously change the package as well but for the dodgers i know the luxury tax thresholds have become a bigger thing in recent years than they were before But we're not that far removed from the Dodgers paying Carl Crawford twenty one million to not even play to just be at home, so to pay twenty six million for a Christian Yelich that could be serviceable, obviously is you know that's what you have financial might for in order to try to get you know a Corbin Burns for a year for not your top prospect uh, and taking on salary and it you know it works out you know David Price sat out twenty twenty, was okay in twenty twenty one as a you know guy that kind of swung in and out wherever they needed him. But to get value and also pay, you know, less than 30 mil a year for somebody who has a, you know, quote unquote, bloated contract would make sense. Um, but yeah, like like you said, I, I don't think it would be insignificant. I don't think it would be, you know, Ryan Pepio or, you know, Bobby Miller. But I do think it could be, you know, maybe a Gabin Stone or maybe, like I said, depending what they're looking for. And if it got to that point, then it would all depend who they gave up in order of how I felt. Yep.
0: Uh, We did have another trade proposal about Corbin Burns that did mention specific Dodgers possibly going to Milwaukee. We're going to dig into that when we come back. So thank you for making locked on Dodgers your first listen and please keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel score early this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Uh, tomorrow is Thursday night football. This might not be your best option for betting on. I mean, chances are one of the teams is going to win, but we have the one and seven Panthers against the two and seven Bears. Uh, you know, I guess you could just go based on who would win in an actual fight a Bear or a Panther. Uh, and that, even that depends on what kind of Bear. Uh, I don't know what kind of Bear the Chicago Bears are. Anyway, Uh, If you have a strong feeling about the Panthers or the Bears, you can put just a $5 bet on them. And if your bet is right, if the team you bet on wins, you get $150 in bonus bets from FanDuel. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers who are with us every day. We love talking Dodgers with you and we appreciate you being here. We love hearing from you guys. We'll give you all the contact info at the end. If you want to reach out to us, even just tell us you're an everydayer. If you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments section. Uh, And just a reminder, even in the off season series XM and the SXM app, have you covered for baseball with MLB network radio. They also have you covered for with, uh, for Christmas music uh, starting In the next few days, you'll be able to listen to Christmas music in your car. Uh, you can already listen to holiday traditions on the SXM app. Just search for holiday traditions if you're into Christmas music like I am now that it's Christmas season. Uh with that said, let's jump into our other trade proposal. This one came via email uh from Rick Tamashiro. And uh you know, I think I'll read this the first of his the first part of his that before he gets into the trade proposal, uh it's you know patting ourselves on the back. He says, Hey, Jeff and Vince, I love your show. It really is my first listen of the myriad of YouTube baseball shows. Yours is the best Dodgers coverage for level-headedness and sincerity. Not a clown show. Thanks. Uh, if we ever get t-shirts made, it's going to say locked on Dodgers, not a clown show. Uh, and and it'll be true most of the time. Uh, and then he throws out his trade proposal. He's what do you think of this trade? Gavin Lux, Andy Pahez, or insert other young bat, Emmett Sheehan, and either Ryan Pepe or Tony Gonzalez, along with another lower end arm for Corbin Burns and Willie Adamas. And he says, I would have been okay with the Lux experiment last year, but I think fans can't wait on what would still be considered an experiment this year. Seems like a Friedman type move. And Lux is from Wisconsin. What do you think? Uh, so Vince, what do you think about that one?
1: Yeah. First pass. Uh, that's a lot to give up for, Basically, for one year of Burns, potential to re-sign him. And then Willie Adamas, who is a, you know, solid shortstop. But you know, I agree with the sentiment of Lux being shortstop. Like, they'd have to improve a lot of the other positions in order for me to feel comfortable with Lux just being handed shortstop again. But Willie Adamas, I mean, he was good when he got traded. Offensively, he was really good. When he got traded from Tampa Bay to Milwaukee that half season or he played 100 games, 137 OPS plus, 20 homers, 26 doubles in 99 games. But then since then, he's just been, uh, you know, solid offensively, 110 OPS plus 2022, 95 OPS plus last year. His defense, you know, helps out a little bit in terms of getting the war up there. So he's still, you know, by war uh, above average player. But. For you to give up, you know, a potential everyday shortstop and then a potential arm that could fit into a rotation right now, uh, you know, a, a outfield prospect that, if anything, could probably come up and hit 25, 30 homers in the next couple of years, even if you can't, you know, get average or anything else coin And then another potential arm uh, just seems like a lot to me, but there is a core of that deal that makes sense, maybe not that specific deal.
0: Yeah, I think that's where I am, too. I think that's a little bit heavy. Um, if you look at, you know, defensively, Adamus is probably going to be a better shortstop than Lux. I do think Lux is a very, very good athlete. Um, and I think he has potential to be a, a good defensive shortstop, but, uh, I mean, Adamus is already, if not elite, uh, at least very, very good at shortstop. Uh, and, and so, uh, Adamus would be an upgrade defensively. Offensively, it's really hard to tell um, because, I mean, Lux, even though Lux has still never found his footing in the big leagues, and his career OPS is almost identical to Adamus's OPS from last year, OPS plus. And so, like, I I understand the appeal of Adamus, and and I'm not opposed to the idea, but I don't think you have to give up as much as Rick is proposing to make Adamison and Burns happen. Um, you know, we're, when we're talking about, because we're talking Sheehan and Pepio Gonsolin and another pitcher, in addition to Lux and Pajas, uh, I could see a five-player trade for Adamus and Burns, but I think uh, at least two of those guys would be much lower. I mean, we're talking because uh, Lux, Pepio, Gonsolin, Sheehan, that's, I mean, you're talking three major leaguers plus Pajas, who's a, a top prospect, hitting prospect, and then a lower prospect. I think, uh, I think you could get it done quite a bit cheaper than that. Uh, and, and you know, uh, I, I I do think the the framework, the idea, I think, is a good idea. And you know, and maybe we end up, uh, may, maybe we should have explored the idea of a combination of these if the if the Brewers really want to rebuild and cut salary, you know burns Adamas and Yelich. And I mean, that one trade addresses a lot of the Dodgers needs for next year, because then they do have the option of, you know, if Lux isn't included in that trade, he can go back to second base again, or they can, you know, uh, to give him another year back because Adamas would be a free agent uh, a year later. And so, you know, it kind of just pushes back the, the Lux, to shortstop plan by two years uh, because of the injury Um you know, maybe something like that, where they, they could really match up. And if you're getting Burns, Adamus, and Yelich, then you can justify giving up a little bit more of the farm. The fact is the Dodgers have a very deep farm system. And we we've talked a lot on this show about the, the two reasons you have a good farm system. One is for guys like Corey Seeger and Cody Bellinger and Walker Bueller. And, you know, you can list them guys who have come up to the Dodgers and contributed for the Dodgers, but then also guys like Jose De Leon and uh, who else have they (laughs) traded for, for good uh, guys who've been productive. Uh, You know, Alex Verdugo, you know, a a lot of guys like that, you trade these guys for people to help your big league team. And the fact is the Dodgers don't have room on their roster for all the guys who are going to deserve to be in the big leagues in the next 2 or 3 years. And so trading some of those guys uh you know to maximize your big league talent right now definitely makes sense.
1: Yeah, and uh, actually combining Adamas and Yelich makes even more sense because you look at the free agents in, in this season or this offseason right now and it's very pitching heavy at the top and then it's a lot of, you know, Flyers and wild cards and platoons and guys of that nature, like offensively, like you have Cody Bellinger near the top of most free agent lists. But even then, like, you know, not even specific to the Dodgers, like, would you as a free, as a general manager, feel comfortable giving Cody Bellinger 200 mil? You know, I I probably wouldn't. Um, And then you go, you know, you move down a little bit further and you got. Matt Chapman, who had a really good hot start to last year and then kind of dip. And then you have, you know, guys like Lourdes Gurriel and Jorge Soler and, you know, guys of Teoscar Hernandez, guys of similar, you know, similar players. And uh, there's not a lot out there offensively. So a trade would make more sense. You know, getting a, a left fielder and a shortstop makes a lot more sense. And the one thing with Lux that, again, you know, not, not to put him down, but we saw – and they're different types of players, but they're both very athletic. Ronald Acuna Jr. didn't come back the first year from ACL surgery 100%, like in terms of being able to play defense and everything. I mean, he's still not that great on defense, but moving. And, you know, he's still had knee soreness and stuff like that. So that's another thing to take into you know account when we're talking about shortstop is that he might be healthy and clear to play, but he might not be Gavin Lux 100% yet. So. Uh, yeah, it makes sense to look at shortstops that are on other teams when you're looking at, you know, what to do this off season.
0: Yeah. Even if, if nothing else, Lux could benefit from playing second base instead of shortstop where, you know, the, there's a little bit less action, a little bit less movement and, and all that. Um, it's just a little bit less demanding position and Lux at second base then means that addresses your outfield situation somewhat too, because then Mookie Betts can just go back to, Hey, I'm a right fielder now. Um And and so, you know, a lot of different options there. It does seem like if the Brewers were going to trade Burns, Yelich and Adamas in the same trade, it would have to be kind of a knock their socks off kind of offer, uh, even just for, for the PR purposes. Um, But that could be a case of, you know, where you, you do a mix of quality and quantity um, because if the Brewers get seven players for those three guys, even if only three of them are, good prospects, you know, top prospects, you know, and other guys are more taking a flyer on guys, you know, that that could definitely be a situation that could work for both teams, I think.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, we saw them jump in to the Murphy trade last year and kind of, you know, make out like bandits a little bit uh, with William Contreras. So, like, the, between – Stearns isn't there. That's the main difference. Like, you know, if it was Stearns and Friedman trying to concoct the deal, he'd feel, you know, better about maybe trying to find another team to sucker into it. Um, they don't really, ha- I don't know if they've hired anybody yet, but yeah, they're still kind of figuring things out.
0: Well, they have a GM like Stearns oh, yeah. have, yeah, have yeah, been yeah. promoted above GM anyway. So, um, yeah, Willie Calhoun. That was another guy I could have said yeah. the prospect that they trade for somebody and, uh, all those guys I uh, who they trade for Manny Machado, you know, that like guys who that was prospect depth. So it's kind of move the Dodgers make, uh, definitely something to think about. I would love to have Cor- Corbin Burns and Dodger blue. Uh, he is. A very good pitcher. And uh, yeah, I think you would definitely fit a need for sure. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about some of Friedman's other comments about Clayton Kershaw, JD Martinez and other stuff. So thank you again for making locked on Dodgers your first listen and please keep it locked on Dodgers. We are back. Thank you again to our everydayers for being with us every weekday morning. Uh, we try to do about a half hour every weekday morning, up in time for you to listen on your way to work or while you're getting ready in the morning or whatever. So uh we appreciate you being with us. And uh if you're not in everyday, it's really easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. And remember to check out SiriusXM and the SXM app for all your baseball and Christmas music needs. And you can listen to this show on the SXM app by searching for Locked On Dodgers because that's the name of the show. Um, Andrew Friedman, I, I guess first we'll talk about Clayton Kershaw. This definitely falls in the category of stuff we already knew, but it's good to hear the GM say it or not the GM, whatever Andrew Friedman's title is Um, the David Stearns of the Dodgers. Uh, he said that Kershaw's surgery wouldn't change anything regarding the Dodgers wanting Kershaw back. He is definitely welcome back if they want him back. Chris Young, the, the Rangers GM was asked about Kershaw and he said something along the lines of, I'm not going to comment on any specific free agent, But as Kershaw's friend, I wish him the best. So uh, really it is. I mean, Kershaw himself confirmed last year. It's the Dodgers or the Rangers. Those are the only two possibilities of who he's going to play for. And, uh, you know, we talked yesterday. I really do think he's close enough to the end of his career that he's not going to go anywhere else. He has a chance to be one of those Hall of Famers who plays his entire career with the same team. So I think his Dodgers are nothing. uh, But I I don't know. It, It was good to hear Andrew Friedman say that they still want him back no, no matter no matter what
1: yeah and you know it, it's the testament to kershaw testament to like the dodgers and how they you know feel you could feel certain ways about players the last couple of years and how they've gone out or you know justin Turner, or whatever the case is but with kershaw like the understanding said we're giving them the time and space to make the best decision for their family but selfishly we hope it's for him to continue and finish his career in dodger blue and you know, realistically that's all it comes down to
0: yeah, and this offseason, like last year, it was like, yeah, we're going to give him space, but we hope he decides soon because there's like, we we have to make decisions based on what our roster is going to look like. This year, we know he's not going to be on the opening day roster, and so he doesn't have to make a decision anytime soon, and the Dodgers can move forward because their their approach is going to be the same whether he's coming back or not because, like we said yesterday, we don't know. When he'll he'll be back, we don't even know if he'll be back at all in 2024. We hope so. But the Dodgers can basically just plan there's so many injuries during the year. If Kershaw's ready in July, you know what? They'll make room for him. There will be an opening for him one way or the other. And uh and until then, they can just plan their their off season. So I feel like they're in a better position this year than they have been the last two years while waiting for Kershaw to make a decision.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because they're gonna get starting pitching regardless.
0: Yep. Uh, he, uh, Friedman also mentioned JD Martinez said that not offering him the qualifying offer doesn't mean that they're definitely cutting off the chance of re-signing him. Friedman didn't say the word Otani in the conversation, but it was pretty clear. What he's saying is there is an elite DH on the market and we're going to go after that guy. And JD is definitely among our plan B options.
1: Yeah. I mean, we knew that but you know, just to get it confirmed out there and it is interesting, you know, from JD's perspective, it's interesting because you're like, yeah, it makes sense. But also like it kind of sucks, but um, I'm interested at the very least, if he lasts, if nobody signs before the G or the winter meetings in a month, we'll get to see what Scott Boris has up his sleeve for uh, JD Martinez pitch. So I'm interested for that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I do think the Dodgers, like we said yesterday, they did right by JD by not making him a qualifying offer. And so hopefully that soothes any hurt feelings. I mean, nobody's really gonna realistically say you should have chosen me over Shohei Otani. Uh so um did, did Friedman say anything else that that stuck out to you, Vince?
1: No, that's all we got from whatever beat writers were in over there. And then earlier in the day, um Kike Hernandez. Ken Rosenthal reported that Kiki Hernandez underwent double hernia surgery on October 24th, expected to resume baseball activities in three to four weeks. And uh, yeah, just another, I think it was Friedman or Gomes or whoever said at the, at the end of season press conference that the Dodgers didn't have surgery scheduled. And technically, I guess they could say that they weren't wrong because all three players that have had surgery aren't Dodgers anymore tech at, you know at the time or the, they were technically dodgers out back then at the time but they're not dodgers now
0: they were hitting free agency yeah. yeah and kershaw we knew he was hurt um that peralta and kike are both definitely news to us um but it's you know it maybe explains some things like when when we found out that that peralta was hurt that kind of explained the only lingering question there is then why did they keep playing him um I, I still would love to know if they knew how hurt he was, but you know, may, maybe someday
1: Um the, I, I'm just looking at a key case is interesting because Rosenthal, in the tweet mentions condition it helps explain why it wasn't the same offensively and defensively last season, but it doesn't explain that when he came to the Dodgers, because when he came to the Dodgers, he was really good defensively, even at shortstop where he was kind of fell out of favor in Boston. He was Pretty good at first. I made some nice plays offensively. Kind of, you know, found his swing again. So, you know, maybe it was a combination of him not feeling great, and then Boston just kind of drugged him down. And then maybe like the Dodgers were just a shot of adrenaline, and he didn't feel pain for like the last two months or whatever.
0: Yeah, maybe. I've been a, you know, one of the things I've talked about before is it's always surprises me that Kike isn't faster than he is. Um, And I'm looking at his sprint speed uh, percentiles by year. And he's never been as fast as you think he should be, but he actually was quite a bit slower uh, the last two years than, than he had been even before at his peak, he was like 65th percentile on speed, which is, you know, slower than you would expect, but, but totally respectable uh, on baseball savant that, that number is in a red shade, not a blue shade. You know, it's, it's above average for sure. Uh, 2022, 40th percentile this year, 37th percentile. And so that's definitely something that you, you can see like, Oh, he had two hernias that explains why he wasn't running fast. You know, I don't run fast with zero hernias. Um, but if the speed could pick up, then maybe that does affect some things. The other two numbers that have been way down the last couple of years are his hard hit percentage, Uh 22nd percentile last year, 17th percentile this year. And, and yeah, yeah. if he's not comfortable, if he's not feeling it, even when, uh, with, with the Dodgers, like he hit the ball hard some, but not as often as what we come to think of. Like in 2020, Kike's hard hit percentage was 70th percentile, uh, he was a legit hard hitter. Uh, in 2019, his max exit velocity was 90th percentile. Um, this year was only 48th percentile, so definitely signs if you look at his. Numbers the last two years, if this is something that has been lingering for two years, it would explain a lot because Kike has been pretty bad the last two seasons.
1: Yeah. And I think I saw something else that he had another like procedure performed in 2022, something lower half as well. So that would explain and a little bit of, you know, why he struggled in Boston.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it does for his free agency Um, coming off two bad years. If he can sell it as, yeah, but it was the physical issues and now I've had surgery, so I'm better. Or if he is going to have to take some sort of pillow contract or, you know, it, you know, we talked yesterday about how he felt rejuvenated with the Dodgers. He liked being back in front of, you know, playing for a winning team in front of a, a passionate crowd of, of, of a winning team, all that stuff. So maybe he does pursue coming back to the Dodgers. He's definitely, they can make room for him. Kike is a guy who any team can make room for if he's at his best because he's got so much versatility and brings a lot to the table when he's healthy and, and effective.
1: Yeah, and it's a little bit different from his free agency after 2020 where he was looking for an everyday role. And I'm sure if someone came calling with an everyday role, he would listen or take it depending what team it was. I think he kind of realizes like, you know, I want to be in the right with the right team, with the right environment first and foremost, and then the role. Obviously, I would like to have a significant role, but it doesn't necessarily have to be playing 162.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, uh a lot a lot happened today. Uh mostly confirming what we thought, but uh we appreciate we really appreciate those of you who reached out with the Corbin Burns trade ideas. It really was a coincidence that we got both of these on the same day um, but you know what coincidences are great in the off-season podcast because uh, we love talking Dodgers with you and Corbin Burns is definitely a good topic uh, that's going to do it for us for today thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning thanks especially to our everydayers again if you're not an everydayer please become one please check out SiriusXM and the SXM app for all your baseball and Christmas music needs you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers Vince is on Twitter at Vince since 91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog and the DMS are open and for both of us, get, uh, probably better to DM us directly uh, rather than our, our podcast account. Uh, it's just easier for us to get those. You can also email us anytime you want locked on dodges at gmail.com or send us a voicemail or a text message at 863 lock five, six, two, five. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Have a good one.